on a very special episode of Interrelations, Relations, Rob and I try not to talk about real estate. Will it work? Will you like it? Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everybody. and Welcome to a very, very special edition of the Industry Relations podcast. Um, this is your co-host, the notorious Rob, Rob Hahn. And of course, with me, as always, is the fabulous Greg Robertson. Hola, Rob. Hola. How are you? Good, man. I'm very excited about this episode. I know. I don't know. <laughs> this is just, so, it's just a, basically a very quick conversation that I think we're, we're going into it here. Yeah. So last episode, we just kind of threw at the, at the end, kind of had this throwaway remark like, hey, you know, maybe because uh, our listeners think we can banter about anything. Right. right. Just about anything. And we said, you know, what, what would happen if we talked about something not real estate? Now, obviously, in our private lives, when we hang out at dinner or drinks or whatever we will talk about all kinds of shit that's not just real estate so we thought why don't we do an episode where we don't talk about something that's specifically real estate right yeah. and we'll give it a try give it an experiment and so hey listeners if you hate this or if you tuned in because you're expecting some deep insights into real estate uh, we apologize <laughs> there'll be no deep insights into anything <laughs> this would be two fools just you know <laughs> yeah who bantering. Knows? this might spur a real estate conversation so you know but who knows like it, it, you know it, it is us so it might turn into something like well but that whatever so the topic we decided to start with we'll start here and then we'll go for is uh what's one thing that we all do we all Watch movies, or at least used to. I think I no longer... Television shows, movies. Yeah. yeah. So we thought I might start by... Because I played this game. Sunny hates it. Sunny cannot stand it. She's like, what is <laughs> with you and the top five list? But I always like to do, like, what's your top five favorite movies? And I, you know, I feel like I've asked Greg this once, but I don't remember. So I'm going to start with that. Greg, what's your top five favorite movies? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to be able to list them in order. Um, just, but off, you know, that's right off the top here. Right. So, um, uh, yeah, I gotta say, you know, I think as, as a, as a male American, I have to say the Godfather, right. Um, uh, I, I knew I loved you for a reason, clearly the best movie of all time. Clearly I mean, it can't be really questioned. in, 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 I would say Godfather one and Godfather two are really, very, very close. Very, and there was a whole recently, I think it was on Hulu, uh, a series called The Offer, which talked about yeah. the creation of The Godfather. Another, if anybody hasn't seen that, they should go see that. That was a great, uh, it was really good. Um, I do, I do like, uh, uh, you know, really again, uh, Alien and Aliens, the next one, to me, are almost the same thing. Really great. I mean, the first one was just groundbreaking, but. Um, but it's aliens, which was just phenomenal. See, oh, it was phenomenal. Yeah, you always knew. You, and it's like the perfect sci-fi movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Aliens is actually one of two sci science fiction movies that are worth a damn. And I could tell you why after you finish your list. <laughs> um, I'm just googling something now because. Okay, so while you're googling, here's why Aliens is one of two decent sci-fi movies. Okay. My biggest problem with sci-fi movies is they're not internally consistent. Okay, so what I mean is sci-fi requires you to suspend disbelief, right, about something like, well, star travel or, you know, whatever, right? Uh, the force, you know, something, but it, you have to suspend some disbelief. But then my thing is within that universe, it has to be internally consistent. The best example to me is like Star Wars. I've always thought Star Wars is ridiculous for this reason, right? Like the lightsaber cuts through to like every, anything, right? There's scenes where like, I think Luke Skywalker at one point cuts through an ad ad, right? right? You know, with his lightsaber. And these are these giant armored beasts, you know, that like you shoot these, uh, whatever, the cannons at them and it bounces off, right? And I'm okay. Why don't you shoot lightsabers at them? If the lightsaber cuts through everything, why don't you shoot? Or the other thing is, you know how lightsabers deflect uh, the blasters? Yeah. Like, then why wouldn't you just make armor made of lightsabers? 
Yeah, I'm, well, they'd cut if they were cut through anything. They cut through the person wearing it. No, but you would you would you would shield it. But when the phaser hits you, it'll bounce off the light, the lightsaber underneath. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I'm not right? saying that's great. It's, it's shit like that. Like it okay, has to be yeah. internally consistent. Right. Aliens is 100 percent internally consistent. Like the level of technology, you know, the level of weaponry, the level of whatever, everything like makes sense. And it's perfectly consistent. It's it's one of two movies that are internally consistent. Yeah, I don't I mean to me it's it's just a good story and the the way the filmmaker makes it. Oh, of course. It's going. Of course. Okay, All right. so the so other one too- I would add the other one I would add here that might be a head scratcher for some, um, uh, Albert Brooks movie. It's kind of way back in the day here, um, and you, you got to look it up. Up and uh, it's called. It's from 1985, called Lost in America. Ooh, okay. So this is about um, basically it's about dropping out. It's like this ad exec and decides you know what I'm he's writing be this advertising down. and he's going to be like the guys an easy writer and him and his wife are going to get a Winnebago and, and drop out of society and live their own lives. Right. And it's just, okay. it's just kind of Albert Brooks is like a really, it's just a funny guy. Yeah. He's got an interesting perspective on things and it's just dry humor. That's so damn funny. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that would be up there. Um, and I gotta say we're a star Wars house here, right? So Ugh. there's nothing like the first star Wars. I mean, when I was a kid, I was living in San Francisco Ugh. and stood in line to go see that thing. And it was just when that, you know, when when you saw the Imperial Ugh. Cruiser coming across the black sky, it was just, like, amazing, right? And, you know, sure. Luke's, Luke Skywalker was always my kind of hero back then. And when they did a what, reboot of, when they did the Mandalorian and they brought Luke Skywalker back with his green lightsaber, came in, oh, man, it was all, all, all right. the feels Great. of that, right? So as a Star Wars house, as a Star Wars fan, right, yeah. you have to admit Empire is the better movie. Absolutely. As far as a film is, for sure. But I mean, as far as like what made the most impact, it was sure. definitely the first one. Okay. Yeah. Second. And now question. my son Toby. I mean, he has taken it to. I have not gone into like he's watched all the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and all the all the other things. So he he knows. I thought I knew a lot about. You know, when I was more of a geek back then, but yeah. now it's like he reads the books. He he knows way more about all that stuff. Well, you know, well, Dad, you know the ta- Count Dukem is blah blah blah. I'm like, no, I didn't know. Yeah, that. he knows the lore. <laughs> oh, he knows all the you know, canon, you know, outside of canon. He's just he's all into that. And it's really special to see him kind of get that. We were actually, I've been. It's funny, just as an add-on, it's like I've been, you know, he is my one son, my one kid that's like more into music. I mean, well, Cole's really into music, but more into more into electronica kind of stuff. But um, I I I. Been introducing to Toby to uh, a lot of the music I like, and he's really now a big, big fan of the Police, right? So he's always yeah. So I, that was my favorite what? band in, in high school, and so huh. he's like all in, all into all these songs. And he's, would well, you know this one, Dad? I'm like, listen, son, I know every song they ever made. So <laughs> a lot of other things. So there's not one you're gonna find, but um, so he's been he's been getting that. That's been really fun to talk about um, about that. Um, so is that five yet? No, that's uh, four, I think. One last. Yeah, one laugh. Let's see. But while you're thinking, I have yeah. to ask you. Yeah. Okay, I get the whole experience. I get I get all the childhood wonder and all that. But with, like, the experience now, can we agree that Mark Hamill ruined Star Wars? No. Luke Skywalker, no. Dude, any other actor as Luke Skywalker would have made that movie better. I don't think so. He is such a bad actor. He's so terrible. Uh, you know, I, I don't think so. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, it's just, I, I, maybe it's just because, you know, that, again, Luke Skywalker in my head was is always the, the hero, right? That was, I, I agree. Yes. Luke Sky- now, but I'm saying Mark Hamill did a great job. Of, somebody else should have played Luke Skywalker. Well, so yeah, I mean, you know, you can talk to the casting. I would say probably Raiders of the Lost Ark is probably my, my next one. Um Raiders, okay. Favorite, uh, favorite movie. Right on. All right. Very I, respectable Gen X list, honestly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it is a total Gen <laughs> I mean, I put the, you know, to me, the, the curveball is that Lost in America. I don't know why that movie just really resonated. I yeah. just was laughing my ass off. At I, I almost think you might say, like, um, uh, Defending Your Life, which yeah, is a great Albert Brooks too. movie. But I, yeah. I'm going to check out Lost in America. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he is a very funny man. You know, all right, cool. 
I'll give you my five. All right. Fat Forever. Godfather. Right. Clearly easy number one. Um, All About Eve. Oh, classic. wow. Okay. Really? Right. I think it's I, the acting, the writing. It's just phenomenal. And it was the very first. I thought that basically the way they handled the issue of like feminism, being a woman, right? Kind of working industry. It was just so well. It was so beautifully done. So all about Eve. I do broadcast news. Yeah. I love that, that movie. Phenomenal movie. Yeah. And the subtext of like how fake the media, you know, kind of can yeah. be. It's like, well, I've been living through that my entire life. So, you know, but the fact that they talked about it then. And that's is kind of a sad ending, right? Because it turns out that sort of flash and style and sitting on your jacket, you know, like that's the yeah. news that we ended up getting. Um, that's three. The Matrix. Yeah. This was a tough one because it would have been the Matrix or Aliens. Aliens, the second one, because this is the other internally consistent sci-fi movie, right? But I thought I went with Matrix because it has a deeper philosophical you know, vibe, yeah. right? It's kind of like, is this reality? Is this really real? Like that whole thing. Are, um, we a, are we all in a simulation, right? Correct. It's, yeah. which I actually argued about during my, you know, undergrad philosophy classes. Like, how do we know we're not just a brain in a vat, you know, kind of stuff. Uh, and then five, for now, and for a good long time, but this could get replaced, Braveheart. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. Just, I don't, I just fucking love that. It's just something about it. It's amazing. That one maybe could get replaced because it started to get really kind of dated, you know? Yeah, I mean, I can't believe that I left out like Pulp Fiction. I can't believe I left out like yep. Rear Window, Alfred yep. Hitchcock's classic yep. one there. I mean, there's so many out there. Yeah, um, that that's what's great about the top five. It's yeah. really hard to pick five. Man, it's hard to like, I can't believe I you know, left out a Quentin Tarantino movie in yeah. uh, the top five there, right? Um, I, liked, I liked Matrix a lot. It just... You know, <clears throat> I don't know. It just didn't make it up there, but you know, definitely visual effects and everything else. And you know, and I was <laughs> I always mispronounce this guy's name, but who? Keanu. 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 It's Keanu. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, I always mispronounce that. The, the action star of our good. generation. Yeah, the hmm? action. Uh, the John Wick stuff is really the first one was really fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, I just rewatched. Uh, you know. I just rewatched uh, Gladiator, which I oh, thought was really good. Good right? movie, yeah. Um, that that was fantastic. But Another I mean, so one. what? What about recently? I mean, recently, I mean, I always, I love the Breaking Bad series. Yeah. You know, on, on, yeah. On that, and then the Better Call Saul. I haven't watched the last season of that. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I watch The Handmaid's Tale, which which is to me kind of fascinating. Okay. Um, I know Sonny watched that. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because I was, I'm pretty sure the show said men aren't allowed to watch it. So I figured I should. <laughs> chick, was it a chick flick? Is that what you're trying to say? No, no I, I, it was. It's just good acting. The main actress there is just yeah. phenomenal. Mad Men was always a a good favorite of mine. Yeah. Um, I mentioned the offer that was recently. Uh, yeah. Another one I saw really really good. It's on Hulu again. I think uh, maybe it was on FX before, but um, The Bear. Dude, the this? bear is amazing. The bear was great. So yeah. good. Uh, I'm actually waiting for season two of oh, that. Oh, I think we all are, right? Because yeah. it just I couldn't even imagine that was... Uh... But like, here, what's weird about it is I couldn't explain what's good about it. Yeah. Like, the acting's pretty solid. You know, the yeah. writing's pretty solid. But there's nothing like scintillating, right? It's just really well done. And like the characters end up becoming compelling, right? Even though at the first, like the first episode, I'm like, I don't care about any of the, like these people, and then it just over time, it's like, oh my god, yeah, oh my it, god, it's there's so a lot good. Of, there's a lot of movies like that, like, and I, I, I don't know why, but you know, in that movie and others, like, you know, you under, I didn't really think I understood the, the hierarchy of running a restaurant, right? Where mm -hmm, right. it really is in these higher, it's all about the chef, right? right? And then, right. which makes sense. That's the guy who's creating the menu, and and but that person is also, it's the look and feel of the restaurant. It's right. the servers they're in charge of. They're all those types of things. And what somebody told me one time, and I think that um, a chef was a good analogy for an entrepreneur, right? Because um, 
you open up the cupboard, you open up the fridge, you've got these ingredients. What am I going to do with this? Right. And I think in the, in the context of being like an entrepreneur, that, that's a little bit like, like these are some people that I have all different, different skills, skill sets. I have this market that I, I mean, I have this customer over here that I'm making this for. How can I take these ingredients and make something out of it? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have the great ingredients. Sometimes I have weird ingredients, but I have to like, please this customer in this amount of time, how do I do that? And I always thought that was a, a great um, analogy to, to entrepreneurship. And it's something I'm, you know, I, I read about. So it's, it's, it's an interesting take because there's the other model, right? Where the chef is not the entrepreneur, right? The chef is the creative genius. Yeah. And then he usually has a partner who yeah, is the, the entrepreneur, yeah. right? Right. And so that's, that's definitely, you see that with co-founders all the time. Right, right. Well, you have the technology genius type, you know, who's like, hey, I want to do that. And then it's like, cool, but I'm the money guy. I'm the business guy. Like, I get it. I'm trying to enable you to do these things. But, you know, like that, that back and forth. So that's, that's, yeah. I mean, because the restaurant in a way is like the original entrepreneur thing. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Probably. Right. When you, what, what is the best thing you can kind of do is like, you know, on that hierarchy needs foods, foods there. So let's provide. Yeah. But like, it's, 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 it's interesting. Like, um, what le- you could go to so many different levels too of like, of the napkins. Yeah. When the person comes in, what do they see? Yeah. Um, what are they first delivered? Um, you know, the, the smell, um, the lack of smell, yeah. the bathrooms, the, the, the decor. I mean, you, you know, different chefs or different people in restaurateurs, I guess. Yeah. Can take that level to as much as they want or, or, or as low as they want or what, what their focus is. So they're making a lot of choices there. Um, just find that kind of really, you know, fascinating. I mean, I always wish I could kind of open up a, like a jazz club in a way, you know, where it's like, yeah, you have different jazz club, different nights. Okay. Or, you know, music, a music club. Right. But like have certain nights, like, you know, it would be blues night on Monday night and it would be X night on whatever night. And like what you would kind of like, how we would draw people in, to, to that type of uh, environment. You'd um, really do a jazz club? Well, maybe more of a music club. Like, uh, I just like live music so much. It would be great to, like, have a place where you could go and see live music all the time, right? Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, more of that. I think there should be more of those types of... But really, you know, good good live music. I think there's probably... Um, you know, there's a lot of acts where it's just cover bands or whatever else. But can you, yeah. can you make something that's appeal to original artists and then to you know, a, a, a I, I would love I, if I were not, I'm, I don't think I would be in that business at all. I can't imagine it, but if I were, I think I would do a comedy club. Comedy club would be great too. Right. There's a there's one that just opened up here that does here, I mean, really a block away from here. Um, that has like uh, they're trying to get an improv group thing going on, you know, like a groundlings yeah. type of thing, but here in Orange County or yeah. in Huntington, and they're making they've just moved places that. That look that interesting. Another kind of shows I like a lot. Wait, like so before that. I forget though, because you had mentioned restaurants, the the bear. There's a movie I saw. I think it's on Hulu, maybe. You know, it might be on Amazon called Delicious. It's a French film. Mm-hmm. Amazing, and it's kind of goes. So the idea is this is a story of the very first restaurant in France, right? Because before then there really weren't restaurants. Right. So right. The, I, that's the idea. It's a really cool story and kind of goes into kind of what you're talking about, the art versus the the business and partnerships. So I could, I could recommend that. Yeah. The other one well. that, that's a good kind of movie in that thing is uh, Burnt, right? It's a, Burnt? Yeah. And uh, it's a story of another chef um, played by, uh, God, who's that guy that was in, you know, famous actor. He was in with Lady Gaga as a country singer. Oh, uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Brad Cooper. Right. Okay. So he he was in he was like the main guy there, um, and it's you know all those things are redemption stories where he was at the best restaurant and now he's trying to rebuild himself in a new restaurant that that type of thing. Um, sure. But that was a good one. And there's a new one that's coming out and I haven't and I think it's brand new. It's called The Chef or no The Menu. Okay. Um, and that's about and it looks with Ralph Finnis. Ralph Finnis. Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. Um, and that looks Ray pretty- Fiennes. Yeah, it looks really interesting. It's like, yes, I mean, and that whole like that whole, um, and they go over this in in the uh, just going back on this restaurant thing, they go over this in the um, in the in the bear, 
of that kind of the, I forget what kind of system it is, but there's the sous chef. Yeah. There's the, you know, everybody has the brigade. Yeah. brigade that's what I call the yeah. brigade. Yeah. So it's kind of got a military vibe. The French but brigade. That, the French system. brigade and how yeah. that's how that's organized. And like the, the whole thing of like, yes, chef. And, you know, you meet, you do the quality check, and then you have family supper together as a, as a group before the, the restaurants start that, that it's such a, and it's so, it's also creative, right? Like how do I make these flavors and stuff? So mm -hmm. it's like, there's so much there that really, really reminds me of, you know, creating, you know, software or okay. you know, any types of things that creative endeavor. Um, that's a really, it's just, it's so fascinating to me that, that whole thing. So let me ask you, it's a little bit, a little bit off, but because we're talking so much about these types of things, do you, who do you respect more? Okay. Do you respect the avant-garde chef, right? Doing like all this creative new things, you know, doing fusion, whatever, or the chef who's doing the traditional and just executing on it? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I, if it's, I think they're just different. I think that they both need to be there. There's experimental filmmakers, right? I mean, you know, what was it like Andy Warhol had a picture where he just shot the Empire State Building for 24 hours and that was the movie, right? And that's like, who the hell would sit right. 24 hours just watching a single shot on the Empire State Building? But that, that I, somehow, I, but that somehow inspired something else, right? There's, and then there's the guys that do the, uh, um, you know, the foam comp, comp tea for on, you know, a single scallop on a, you know, a, a tea plate that's laid light on fire. And you're like, yeah, oh, hey, yeah, this is the best thing ever. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, there's different things on there. Right. I mean, um, I'm not I'm not so much of a foodie at all. I mean, you know, my, my <laughs> I, we've been to dinner together. I mean, it's basically it's, you know. Give me a, a tangeray up with a twist and shake it but like maybe they would shut up and a and a ribeye and his some. I, but that's my getting that, dude. I'm saying maybe it's because I'm old and I'm cantankerous and I'm you know whatever. But more and more, I'm like, you know what? I respect the chef. I respect the restaurant. I respect the chef who could just execute perfectly on a classic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, just give me a ribeye, but that's a super high quality, dry aged. Done perfectly. You know what I mean? Yeah. With mashed potatoes that are just executed perfectly. Yeah. Right? I don't need, you know, like, we're whatever. We're showing our this, age here, buddy. We're showing our age. That's all we're doing here. I think this is like this puree of whatever, you know, and then the compote of this. And and I'm like, look, I respect the hell out of, like, the technique. I get it. It's like, oh, this is what we had to do. That was, uh, I don't like. There's all these like amazing restaurants, especially here in Vegas, that are really kind yeah. Of God, you're living avant garde. I get it, and I'm like, look, I. But there's times where I'm just I just can't deal with it. I just can't like. It's a deconstructed Caesar salad with a puree of this. I'm like, how about just give me a Caesar salad? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's got a it's got a waft of Caesar salad, but that's. <laughs> Soul of yeah. this. I mean, like anything else, like, you know, you can go too far on anything, right? I mean, you know, so, some of this stuff, it just, it borderlines on the insane for sure. Um, but that, you could say that about anything, about movies, about, yeah. about um, television shows, about yeah. food, about fashion, about, you know, yeah. just, you know, all of it has that fringe things out there. But I think a lot of times, unless you're pressing the edges there, you know, you're not, you're not bringing, you know, you learn from those types of things, right? Right. right. Um, no, the creative types you have to just try new things. Obviously, you're a creative type. You know, you got it. All right, does this work? But sometimes, I guess, what I wonder is like, so maybe, maybe this is the thought. Okay, the recommendation is like this: Look, if you want to be a super avant-garde restaurant, you want to do the puree of asparagus covered in gold leaf, and then, you know, whatever, right? Uh, cooked for thirty-six hours and braised in you know, duck fat. Cool. Right. Do that. But I feel like you should be required, required to have an appetizer, a main, a salad, a main course and a dessert that is like as classic and traditional as it gets <laughs> to show me that you can do those things. Right. It's kind of like the modern artists. Right. And yeah. I remember getting into this huge argument back in college, maybe about modern art. And I would be like, this modern art is junk. 
right? This utter asinine crap, you know, because a lot of it's like, I'm going to throw this kind of paint on a, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Or yeah. the Andy Warhol thing, and, you know, right. I'm just going to, this is art, right? Pay me, and now the paintings were five million. I'm like, I, I could have done that, right? This is what the other side said that kind of convinced me was, that's true, but that guy can also paint a photorealistic landscape. Right. Right. So it's not, he's not throwing cans of paint on canvas because that's all he knows how to do. He can do great traditional art. He's just pushed, he's just saying, okay, but what if I tried this? Right. I'm like, okay. I'm not sure all those people can do that. Right. I mean, I think there is, but there is something to say about, you know, composition, right? Which isn't really you know, the, the technical detail, but how things yeah. are laid out, whether it's a splash of paint or, you know, a, a landscape, right? So yeah. I mean, there's, there's something to that or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's my requirement, I think, for restaurants is like, show me you can do the classics and then you could push the envelope, right? But if you can't do the classics, like if you're, whatever, ribeye is awful, right? If you make a grilled cheese and I'm like, I, I could have done that at home, then, you know, then it's like, then don't experiment with shit. Like do the do the basics and then experiment. Yeah, right. I mean, the I, the other thing about restaurants is I, I again I was talking with my kids and and they were wondering about like who gets a tip, right? Mm. And you know this could be some socioeconomic kind of thing, right? But it's like, well, you know, I think it's different in different places, and I know some restaurant models are trying to get rid of that altogether. In some places, it goes to the server, right? In some places, the server might might also share that with the bus boy or you know, yep. some things like that, but it's all over the place. And like, yep. and, and the question was whether that's fair or not. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, I think the server is in control of, of some of the purchasing decision and, and being a guy in sales, I think that there should be some oh, sort of, of course. compensation for of the course. guy that is trying to um, up that dollar per ticket as much as they can um, but you know, there was the guy who made it. I mean, the chef himself, the cooks, <laughs> and the people that clean the toilets and everything else. Why is this? Why is this person valued? I says, well, son, you could probably look at every company and go, why is that dumbass sales guy making more money than everybody, <laughs> right? Um, so, so there's there's that kind of thing. I remember uh, talking about restaurants as well. Right. Um, I, I, another some, another thing yeah. I was I, I'll bring up that I think listeners to the podcast can probably relate to is like all the goddamn uh, real estate um, shows on, uh, on cable, right? You know, the flipper flop. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, selling the, sunset, selling uh, sunset, um, uh, m- millionaire agents of yeah. New York or Beverly, yeah. you know, there's a new one actually that I will say I really do like. Um, and it has to do with uh, a guy I've met several times, Mauricio, who owns the agency. Yeah. And they're, the new one on Netflix is called Buying Beverly Hills. Okay. Right? And what it's about is, you know, Mauricio owns the agency. He has a family team within that, right? And then they have other teams yeah. in, within the agency, right? Yeah. And just the dynamic of, like, having a family, you know, your, your daughters are, are both agents. Um, I really think that, um, you know, just the dynamic, more, more than other things, it just, it's a relationship with the agents hating each other, and there's a little bit of that. Yeah. But that family kind of nepotism-ish type of thing going on and how they're dealing with that as a family in that business yeah. is really fascinating. So I would recommend everybody kind of watch uh, Buying Beverly Hills on Netflix. It's really, okay. of, of those types of genre shows, I think it's really well done. I'm glad you brought this because I have to ask you, um, don't you think all of those uh, shows have actually been really harmful Oh, yeah, to the industry, totally. oh, to, I don't know about harmful, but so I think harmful. I hold, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. We we talk about this a lot. Real estate yeah. is an aspirational business, right? It's it's like something like they they think they can do it, but only a few can. Saying that that those shows are kind of harmful is like saying, Greg, don't you think that Harry Styles is you know the records he put out is harmful to people wanting to be singers or or you know put any sort of like people that have made it and they they do a show upon are they are really the, are that is that harmful but i mean i think that adds to the kind of aspirational thing not not everybody can do that not everybody makes it so to speak right so um 
you have to have that, right? I mean, it, it, there's got, got, I don't know if it's done harm, but, but it definitely is, I think, created a, and I see them, I, you know, I've seen these guys at the show, at these real estate shows. It's like, you know, you're, you know, sometimes I'll do booth booty or do, boo, do booth duty. Did I say duty in a booth? That's probably mm-hmm. yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you see these guys, they're in tight cut suits, they're walking the show floor. And they're looking really good, and like they probably got no clue what the fuck they're doing. But that's the way they saw the guy on on uh, on one of these real estate shows, and how they dressed and how they're supposed to behave. But you know, instead they're talking to vendors at a booth, right? I mean, yeah, harmful. I don't know, harmful. Uh, so here's my argument for unrealistic expectations. Maybe I, I think it's harmful because it. Again, there there are some sh- some of the shows I know are different. You know, like a lot of the you realize we we've, we've gone into real estate now. Like we uh, predicted. Hey, man, how could you avoid it? <laughs> right? How could you avoid it? But what I mean is like some of the fixer upper side. Like, hey, we bought whatever, and then here's like we're gonna re- you know renovate and then flip it. Okay, that's different. I'm talking about like literally. It's in the name: buying Beverly Hills, selling Sunset, millionaire real estate agents. New York, Atlanta, whatever, right? So it's talk. It's it's almost, and you could call it aspirational, but it almost suggests that real estate agents are all rich, glamorous, like you know, hanging yeah. out, you know, the celebrities and blah blah. blah. I'm like, that's point one percent of point one percent of real estate, right? So maybe what part is like, can we counterbalance it, right, with like realtors of Des Moines, like? Can we show, <laughs> right? Like, well, you know I mean, what I'm saying? You know, is is the NBA harmful? Right, you could it say that. There's kind of is. Of yeah, I mean, you know, but it is kind of is. Watch, um, you know, this is really funny. <laughs> the NBA of Des Moines? I don't think so, man. No, hold on a second. Hold on. There's a big there's. And first of all, NBA <laughs> is kind of harmful because <laughs> if you go and talk to like some of the people that are working in like the low income black community or whatever, they, one of the points they make is, look, if you just went into say coding or engineering you're going to make a lot more money but because of the nba every kid wants to be an nba star it's like you're not going to make it st- like statistically it's not going to happen right all i'm saying is the real to the more is like imagine there was, were a series that wasn't just focusing on all the stupid family drama or whatever and with the glamorous blondes like but nobody's gonna watch that shit dude dude i bet you i bet you some people would find it fascinating okay let's like, okay here what's we it actually we're like? sending the postcards out they're gonna go to our farm tomorrow be ready on the phones because we might get some phone calls no they want to watch hot chicks and hot guys I have drama it. with each other. I mean, come on. I get it, but you come know, on, because when you're when you're doing so much about real estate, like, could we have one show? How about that? Could we have one show, right, where it's just showing like an average, smaller, mid-sized brokerage in an average suburb, and all of the tra- you know the travails and the pain and the problems? Because fact of the matter is, there are travails and pains and the problems, right? Like, hey, we thought we had this buyer, and last minute he falls out. Right. Or we have some conflict. Hey, this agent on the other side really hates my guts, and how do I deal with that? You know, uh, some of these like ethical problems, like you know, whatever. I'm trying to double. I have to double end this deal, and you know, how do I? See, like, there's there's enough drama without bringing in the glamorous like Hollywood shit. Is all I'm getting at. Can we get one show that does that? Yeah. Uh, Fuck it. Make it a web I, I series. Think I think it's I think it's hot guys and hot hot chicks fighting. I think that's what it's all about. <laughs> you know what? Here, here's a suggestion. Driving make it fancy one, cars and going into make it on YouTube. Make it a YouTube series. Okay. Right? Documentary. In fact, somebody listening to this should think about doing this. Like, get a camera, get whatever, and just record and then send it to an editor and then have them put together a... Record an average real estate agent doing their job? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think... Behind, that, the, the, behind well, the scenes That would shit. probably have the opposite effect of what we're talking about. It would, I don't know. it would discourage people from getting in the business, right? You know, that might not be a bad thing, right? Especially what's happening, what's coming out. Like, I, I, I look, I think it would be actually be fascinating, right? I think it would be actually be fascinating to just kind of see some of the behind-the-scenes shit that has to happen, right? Yeah. Well, Because you and I have sort of seen it. Yeah. The other thing, um, I don't know, you know, again, going back to, like, the different shows, and maybe, again, because... I tend to kind of lean towards more uh, when I'm watching TV on the, the, the competition shows. Like I always loved like 
And I know they have new ones. It's like like a Project Runway, okay, chopped where uh huh yeah 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 they they have these teams or individuals, and it says okay, you know, like Project Runway would like we want a dress that, you know, that means Napa, right, or some fucking theme, right? And then those all those six, seven, eight, nine, ten people have to give their version of what that means, and yeah, then at the yeah. end. They have, and then you show the process, yeah. the creative yeah. process of yeah. that. In the end, they, they, they do the runway, and then these celebrity judges judge what they think is the best. Man, I love that shit. I want to be one of those guys. I don't even, I can't sew, I yeah. can't cook, I can't. Yeah. The Great British Bake Off. Bake Off or bake or anything, but <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I just love the, the crucible of like, whatever I, you know, whatever like I do for a living, I want to, you know, this is why I think I like those uh, pitch battles. At, um, yeah. Maybe that's the closest for me is a pitch, right? Where I go to these pitch battles of different vendors doing their pitch on their products. Fuck, I love that shit. Yeah. I, I just like it because it's delivery, it's the idea, and then, you know, how do you get that point across? And then there's judges to say, yeah, this, you know, Dominus Omnis, you won, right? That, that yeah. kind of thing. But I, yeah. could, I could watch those kind of shows all, all live long day, right? And I'm, you know, I'm watching these, my wife's sitting there like, that dress sucks. That doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> or just whatever. Sonny and I do the opposite. Like neither of us really eat carbs, and we're oh, just God. like glued to the Great British Baking Show. Like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> You're dreaming about it later, right? Yeah. Like, it's because just fascinating. We're like we're, neither of us will really eat it, but uh, you know, like okay. Yeah. So, is there like a real estate version of that? Of uh, uh, well, I guess. You no, know, the great listing presentation. You know, ooh, that would be I like cool. that. Yeah. I like uh, that. So there's here's something the house. there, right? I mean, there's something you know, there. Maybe Cloud CMA can sponsor that or something. Hey, is anyone listening? I'm just saying. Yeah. So, so that's that's the deal, right? Where, um, you know, there's a I'm going to sell my house, and like the the realtors will come in there and they'll pitch what you know they're all about, right? And you'll see some realtors come in there with MLS printouts, some come up with a full package, you know. Some... How about this? It's, it's not. It's we're going. These four, whatever four, eight realtors. Your your contestants. Right. Okay, this person is going to sell the house. Okay, you need to. So you have the listing, quote unquote. You right. need to come in with your best marketing campaign idea, whatever you know thing. Okay, and judges will evaluate them based on you know quality. Well, not right. the seller, but judges. I mean, it's a seller that they're trying judges to judge, with right? the seller, with the seller. Okay, with the seller, as well as budget and effectiveness. Right, and the seller at the end will pick one of them to like. Okay, I want you to list my house. Yeah, I think to me it, that's that's exactly what a listing presentation is. That's a an agent coming in, telling them what their marketing and what their package is going to be, and then right. the seller. But you're adding a judge, which I think actually makes sense to kind of say. What I would add is. like three judges, right? Along with, and what I'm saying is, it's not just a listing pitch. It's like, now you, you quote, have the listing. What would you actually do? Like, show me what the camp, you know, no, it's not just a out of, you know, canned. This is kind of the standard what I do, right? It's more like, this is for your house. Like, here's what I'm putting together, right? Right. And Maybe including like things like photography, right? right? Like, it's basically act as if you've already got the house. Act as if you're going. You're going to list the house. Obviously, you'd have to pay them a little bit to participate, so they could spend money on photography or drone shots or whatever it is, right? But that's what the show would pay the agents to do. But that's the competition, right? Was right. there was also in one? Um, it was kind of similar. It was called uh, "Buy My House," and this is one that was Glenn Kelman was in, right? Okay, and it was a little bit of a difference to there where the sellers would have to come in. And it was Kelman and a few others, yeah, real estate aficionados, and and uh, the sellers would pitch, buy my house to these guys, and what price it was, mm -hmm. and you know, and then Glenn and the others would like say, okay, I'll buy that for seven hundred thousand, but not the million two, and here's why, right? You know, um, blah blah blah. So there was it was a little bit of twist to that, but it wasn't. Um, it was the sellers making the pitch, not a professional agent, right? So okay. Um, that, that would be kind of, there's a little twist on that for sure. Or, okay. How about this? How about you have a listing? Okay. And you have four buyers. Okay. 
And the four buyer agents have to get the best possible deal for their client. Right. And the winner as by the judges, right? And that will be the offer that the seller would accept, right? Is the one that whatever, right? And yeah, so it's not necessarily be, money. It's a little more complicated too though, right? What's that? The buy side's a little more complicated on that. Yeah, that, one, that one's probably not gonna work as well. I don't know. Here we are trying to come up with reality TV shows for real estate. Okay, well, let's let's think about this. Like, what about movies okay. or shows that where real estate is a, you know, like Modern Family is one, sure. I think. Sure, With Phil, right? Yeah, um, that's easy. An yeah. agent, right? Um, There's a, uh, what's that one where, with the zombie, uh, I use her clip, um, where she has to eat, like, people. Yeah, yeah, that's uh she was an ET. Yeah, uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew uh, Barrymore. Yeah, I've, I well, haven't seen that. Always Sunny and like Santa yeah. Clarita or something like that. Yeah, something like that, right? Something like that. Santa Clarita Diet, something like that. And yeah, uh, yeah she's a realtor. Um, um, I remember that movie American Beauty. It was with yeah. uh, Kevin Spacey and her. Yeah, that was a big part of it. Was, um, and it's I love that movie. I love that scene where it's like she takes off her kind of nice suit. And I will sell this home. And she's yeah. vacuuming and getting it ready. And, like, and then she hooks up with the king of real estate. That's right. You're the king. You're the king. You know. that, that was hilarious. What other famous realtors um, out there? God, that's movies? a good question. I remember uh, American Psycho. And the guy had, like, killed somebody in some apartment. He went back to go clean up the body. But... Some realtor had already done the work and was trying to sell the thing or something. <laughs> right. And there's always those classic, um, every movie, and especially as somebody kind of rising up and they've just made their first million or, you know, they just got their great job. Right. Of the, you know, the, the gum smacking, short yeah, yeah. real estate agent. And, yeah. And talk about floors and whatever. And yeah, yeah. He's looking around at the skyline and then what does he yeah. say? I'll take it. That's right. I'll take yeah. it. That's got to be like, I wonder what, but if anybody, is that a URL? Right. I'll take a, it. I'll take it. Should be a, a URL that somebody should buy. Um, I a t-shirt, right? It feels like a new Greg Robertson project. Yeah. You know? no, I'll take like it. Com. I mean, I'll yeah. take it.com or just like just t-shirts that say, I'll take it. So let's put it differently. Is there any portrayal of a realtor in a real positive light? In I, TV or movies. Are, I mean, some of those things are not like negative. They're not negative, but it, the clear implication for a lot of that is the realtors just kind of sh like doing this. And then the, our hero is like, I'll take it. Right. Phil, like he's a, he's a friendly character, but I don't know that he's. No, but I mean, you know, these right. are all tropes, right? I mean, you know. That's what I mean. They're all tropes. They're all stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. They're all stereotypes. Right. So they're yeah. not going to, you know, they're not going to go beyond script, but you know, where the realtors, the hero, I, you know. God, I don't or know. just portrayed in a positive light, right? No, nah, I don't. Think, I, I don't can't think, think of I, one. I can't think of one. I think they're all just they're just <laughs> like, stereotypical. Not even like classic movies, you know, where we just see some like from the forties and fifties or something, you know, where the right. realtor's like, "Hey, you know, let me help you," or, or "I need to sell this house for you, widow lady, because you know, whatever, right? Yeah, your husband died in the war, and you know, th there's nothing like that." Um, the closest I could come to, the closest, is It's Such a Wonderful Life. Right. Well, yeah, he's, but that's a mortgage company. Correct. Yeah. But that's exactly, Bailey he's not a realtor, right? right? But he talks about like, everyone deserves a home and I'm building this, right, development. So to me, that's the closest you come, right. you know, to kind of that idea. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's about it, you know? So Do you know any, need? any any recent movies you've seen um, that like you know, were, were like oh that was really good or something? I think the last movie I saw oh last movie I saw in a theater and I probably watched it four times since is Maverick. <laughs> oh man, that was a great. I mean, talk about Gen X, all the feels, man. Okay, so Maverick, yes. You haven't yes. seen Maverick yet? I have. We saw it in the theater. Yeah. But this is what Sonny and I both agreed on. Okay, it was fantastic entertainment. Right. We're entertained the entire way through okay jennifer Connolly is ageless and yeah 
unbelievable. Perfect casting choice. Perfect yeah. casting choice. Um, I don't know about perfect, dude. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. How old is he? 55, 60. He's almost 60, right? I'm just saying, like, I, 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 I get it, but I could have done without Val Kilmer. Oh, you thought that was a bit much, huh? I thought, I mean, it, there was a little too, I felt like they forced it in order for the nostalgia. But if they just said, whatever, ghost, whatever his name is, Iceman or whatever, Iceman, right? Yeah. Uh, he died in a training accident and then said, introduce a new character is like this Val Kilmer's son. Like, I would have been just fine with that. Yeah, right? I got to disagree. Something like that. I, but, think, I think you needed that kind of nostalgia, really. It just it was one of the components you put in there. Uh, I don't know, man. We you had know. plenty of nostalgia. But anyway, the point being, but it wasn't a great movie. What are you talking about? It was about? barely a good movie. Oh, what are you like, talking about? The acting about? is was not great. The writing was this not great. The story movie. was not good. What are you, what are you talking about? It, it, it just everything. wasn't. What Dude, come about? on. When, come you on. Know, when he takes off in the fucking 10, Mach, Mach 10 plane and it goes yeah. over the guy and... Blows off the. Th I mean, every. I mean, it. No, everything. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. This, like, this okay, so they. Crazy. So Tom Cruise or whatever somehow sneak in and steal an F-16 or F-18 Tomcat. Absolutely. Oh yeah, because. Absolutely. Oh, okay, just because sold movie. what? It's uh, fine, movie. but you're telling me that the enemy didn't have guards around this forty million dollar jet fighter plane that's they just armed. Blew up the place. They just the the, the, the guards were trying to help people uh, that were just blown up. Dude, by those, I'm sorry. The, the you you, just, you don't leave a fighter jet pilot you that's armed when you're when you're running, on, you don't leave blown. it unguarded. I'm sorry, you don't leave it unguarded. That's the plot hole. That's a ginormous plot hole. Yes, that's a big one. Right, the dialogue that, was weak. Wait, I mean, it wasn't great. No, right. I'm just saying it was a. It was a fun, well, hold on, great so, movie. Because that's a that's a nine to me. What is it to you? What? The, to Maverick. Maverick? Like a seven. You're a Gen Xer. Yeah, seven. Oh, God. Unbelievable. How could you make that a nine? Oh, it's a seven. It's a nine. Oh God, please. I mean, please. The lines are so dumb. Like the scene of them playing what beach football or something. Yeah. Which was trying to evoke the whole beach well, volleyball the whole thing scene. Was about, I mean, that's what, that's what made it kind of work. Was it was, it, it was, was bringing lame. back that kind of all the feels you had back then when you saw it first of all, right? And, and, and my point is, I didn't. Thing off the, I didn't the get ninja. all the feels the now. It's so it's it was like it's it was so transparent. It was too obvious. I'm sorry. It was, it, so good. It was, it was fun. So it was good. entertaining. I didn't mind it. I didn't Let's mind. I can't believe you went back and saw it four times. Like I wouldn't have gone back well, to I, see I Maverick. Made, I, you know, one of them was on a plane, right? So okay, well that's different. Coming yeah. back from that, yeah. And then uh, you know, watched it with the kids. Yeah. I think we saw it twice in the theaters. So for me, and this is where Sunny and I fight. For me, like again, Maverick was really fun, entertaining. I would, I didn't regret it. It was great use. I'm just saying, it wasn't a great movie. Great movie, The Northman. Northman was good. The last yeah. I saw. Yeah. Bloody as fuck. Sunny did not enjoy it, but yeah. that's a great movie. Like with the dialogue, that, the plot, the acting. That was not better than than Maverick, dude. It was better in every conceivable way than Maverick, except less entertaining. Well, as a movie, as a film, right? Well, it was unreal. It's a movie is supposed to be entertainment. I, I'm not like I just said. I enjoyed Maverick, but I'm saying if you look at it as a creative work of art, it wasn't. It wasn't the oh, Northman. Geez. The Northman was phenomenal. Like that's that's filmmaking. Like, mm, goddamn. Like yeah, that's. Yeah. That was good. It was good. It was uh, I actually enjoyed Dune. But uh, that's because I'm a Dune freak, and I know this. I, so I thought the visualization was pretty yes, well done. Very vibe. The vibe um, again. You know, I think I knew that before. I think we, we right. both have been quoting the. Uh, but but hearing G Jihad, right. I mean, it's right. But about it. as Sonny pointed out, if you didn't know anything about Dune, if you hadn't watched like the first movie, the 1980s movie. Well, and even if you watched the 1980s movie, that even right, even if you did yeah, to some extent, more, she's like, more I don't. She's like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? She, I was like, I get that. That's that is a very fair. It was basically was a movie. A yeah, it was basically a movie made for people who are already fans of Dune. Yeah, and already knew every bit of the story. Well, and also for that that actor, Timmy, Timmy, yeah, whatever his name is, yeah, yeah, who's. He's actually pretty good, you know. I have to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I see. I saw Paul Adridis is like a bit more. I don't think. Can we use this word masculine? But you know, whatever. 
You didn't think this Duke Paul was masculine? Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I pictured him, you know, taller and. I thought it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was all right. Um, I, I like this Lady Jessica more. Okay. Sure. Uh, the Bene Gesserit. Um, yeah. I, I much preferred this Baron Harkonnen. Oh, then the, yeah. That, the then the big fat the guy. Like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. He was like a clown. This one, I thought was like, oh, no. Like, he's. Right, he's not a clown. He was much more well, like David Darth Lynch has Vader. got a whole different aesthetic than this, right? So this is a different, yeah, whole different yeah. thing. So that that's the last one. Um, yeah, man. See, we managed to banter for an hour about things not real estate. That's good. Well, there was although we did kind of yeah. we had to, right? right? So cause... we we agree on the Godfather. So that's good. <laughs> right. We agree a lot. Um, give all about Eve a shot. Okay, I'd be curious. You know. Like no, watch I, with your I've wife. Probably seen it, but it's been a while, and uh, that's one thing. Like my wife won't do black and white or subtitles. Oh, oh. I'm like, what are you talking? She's about? She's just like Sunny. Sunny like, won't what do. Are you talking about? Yeah, that's all. That's the good stuff, right there. I'm like, there's so many great foreign films, like yeah. so many great. Yeah. And some of the old, like classic Hollywood. Like I'm sorry, they can't. They can't be beat. They're so good. They're so tight. Yeah, I mean, some of my fondest memories. I mean, it was, and I was probably you're talking. I'm talking about fifth grade, but. You know, living in San Francisco, and my uncle would take me, and we would go to these kind of art house movies, yeah, yeah. Movie theaters, and see those kind of things, yeah. And uh, I didn't halfway understood it, but um, just a whole different, you know, whole yeah. different genre of movies that I never really. No, I was in like a lot of people see junior high school, high school. I got somehow into like the art house shit because I was a nerd, and I remember going on a date and taking the girl to a uh, Au Revoir les Enfants which is a French mm. film about, like, Nazi occupation of France. I thought it was magnificent. She was like, we didn't have a second date. She was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> no, I, I remember like, seeing... You're not for me! Seeing, <laughs> if everybody's ever seen The Tin, right? And which is a little bit kind of a war, dark war thing about a kid. Um, yeah, crazy. Another yeah. crazy film. Yeah. So, you know, those of us, like, yeah, when my friends were going to watch Top Gun, maybe this is why I don't have the nostalgia feels, right? When they were going to watch did Top Gun. Did you see the original Top Gun? I did, of course, but not, yeah. like, I, I don't know if I saw it in the theater or not. I probably yeah. did. I can't remember. It was that so long it, ago. That, that might be it. You didn't have that connection. Right. That really like, I went, up. yeah. But I was also going to, you know, like, these French films and, right. you know, foreign okay. cinema because I was a nerd. You know, yeah. maybe that's part of it. So, all right, man, good shit. We'll good see shit. how. You know what? I I would really appreciate our listeners. Our maybe people. they will comment on this stuff. Yeah, telling us whether they like this. <laughs> like, should we do this like once a year? You know, like we could make this like a. We should have done this a couple of years. We could have done like a Christmas tradition, like movies to watch over between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. Or binge-worthy TV shows, according to Rob and Greg. I don't know. We'll figure it out, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, for everyone, for, uh, Thanks, it, it, for, uh, for indulging us when we're not talking real estate stuff. But hopefully we had fun, so hopefully you had fun as well. And, uh, yeah, please comment. Let's see if we'll get some public comments. This may be the first or one. last. We'll find yeah. out. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.